Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways. Today, we're going to talk about the hard why question of why God lets bad things happen. And I've got some awesome stories I'm going to share with you. I'm going to talk about a tornado that our family lived through. I'm going to talk about a storm our family um, went through when we were hiking. And I'm also going to give you a fun little final place that Tamara could never work. Stay tuned. Let's do this. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways. I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm feeling a little bit of the corona quarantine thing going on and I am excited to give you some tips to talk about today about things that will make you think about why God lets things like the coronavirus happen. Now, we're going to talk about two specific things today, but first this is a Tamara's takeaway from my episode with Scott Shea last week, and he told the phenomenal story of his father being a Holocaust survivor. And he talked about the golden rule and how God lets people use their free will, and then he watches what we do with it. Um, it's kind of a test, he said. Um, one of the first questions I want to start with is, why does God let hard things happen. Sometimes it is because of the free will of others, like in the case of Nazi Germany and Scott's father. And sometimes, like in the case of the coronavirus, it's an act of nature. And sometimes in the case of earthquakes, it's another act of nature. Why does God let these types of things happen? Now, we happen to have had an earthquake here in Utah uh, just a few weeks ago, and it scared the bejeebies out of me. I'll be totally honest. It, it shocked me. I thought, oh my goodness, we're having this on top of the coronavirus. <laughs> I, I will admit, when that earth started shaking and we could feel it in our house, my first thought was, this is an earthquake. My you know, dear Lord, what, what are we, what am I supposed to do? You know? Um, and it was scary. It was scary. I'm thankful it was short and it didn't last very long. We did feel the aftershocks for several days. We were not right at the epicenter, thank goodness, but, um, it was enough to kind of wake us up. My kids woke up totally panicked, but um, why does God let things like the coronavirus? Why does he let things like the Holocaust happen? Why does he let things like earthquakes and devastations like floods and stuff like that happen? And I think, as Scott said, there are many reasons. Um, one of them that he explains is because of people choosing to uh, use their free will in a way that impacts others negatively. We see that all around us. 
Um, but we also see the positive reaction of free will as well. And that is how people choose to react because of it. Um, Scott also talks about the golden rule and how we act to those around us. I think that these moments when we experience hard times are defining moments for each of us to choose how we are going to react. I'm going to tell you a story about when a tornado went through our neighborhood when our family lived in Arkansas. Now, we lived in Arkansas for seven and a half years. It, it's, it was wonderful. We loved our neighbors. We loved the area. The only thing I really did not like about the area was the tornadoes, the chance for tornadoes. And, you know, they had the practice tornado sirens that went off every week. And, you know, every thunderstorm that came in, it seemed like there went the other tornado, you know, the tornado siren would go off. And so we kind of got used to it. But this particular storm, I remember going outside and looking at the clouds and it just felt different. I don't know how else to say it, but there was a feeling of heaviness in the air. And I remember looking at those clouds and they looked a little green and thinking, this isn't normal. This is different. And so I ran inside and told my husband to move the truck in the garage as the tornado sirens were going um, off. And so we did. And then we grabbed our kids and we ran downstairs to our laundry room, which is our most innermost room. And just as we were getting the last of the kids inside uh, our laundry room, it the noise became... Um, it was so loud. Things were hitting our house, projectiles. It felt like we were suddenly in a pressurized airplane. I remember my ears feeling the pressure suck air out of our house. It was, it was surreal, you guys. It was scary. It really, it scared me a lot. Um, and we sat huddled in that little laundry room probably for longer than we should have, but it was scary. Um, and then after the tornado, it's fast. It is so fast. I, I mean, it's like you blink your eyes and it's over. It's just unbelievably fast. And um, after that, I will tell you, we, we thank goodness we're only impacted by an F1 tornado. Uh, and so, you know, fences were down windows were broken in our neighborhood. There were shingles from people's roofs everywhere. I mean, you couldn't go five feet in any direction without finding a shingle. Um, amazingly, our kids went to school the next day and everybody in our neighborhood took off work and or was excused from work that day so that they could start the cleanup effort. And I will tell you, that 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 time brought our neighborhood closer together it really did we were out loving each other and helping each other it didn't matter if you were cleaning up in within quote unquote your yard boundaries or not we were all out there helping each other with gloves and with whatever we possibly could it that tornado brought our neighborhood together in a way that nothing else had. And it gave us a chance to love and serve one another. And I tell you to this day, I love those neighbors 
that I had in Arkansas so, so very much. They are near and dear to my heart. And we went through a hard thing together and we learned to love each other because of it. And so sometimes I think God, another reason, adding to Scott's reason, sometimes I think another reason God lets hard things happen is because he knows it will give us a chance to live the second great commandment, and that is loving our neighbor. Um, And so I think that whatever difficulty you go through, you have that choice. You can either hate your neighbor or you can love your neighbor. And so we have that choice here at this time of the coronavirus. What are we going to do? Are we going to love our neighbors, even though we may not be able to see them you know, face to face for a while? Are we going to share love? Are we going to share positivity? Are we going to share hope online? Or are we going to backbite each other and be mean to each other and nitpick and they should have done and we should have done and blah, blah, blah. You have a choice. And, and so I think, as Scott talked about, we have, life is a series of choices and God has kind of the long view in mind is how Scott described it. He has a long view of our development in his mind. And he wants us to grow and progress and develop good qualities, but sometimes people choose not to. And of course that is their agency. But um, so that, that is one of the reasons that I think God lets hard things happen. The other reason has to do with the first great commandment. I'm kind of doing these in reverse. So we talked about loving our neighbors. I've been thinking a lot about this first great commandment, which first is to love God. And I think that one of the other reasons God lets hard things happen is to see which way we will turn in times of trial. Do we turn towards God or do we turn away from him? One thought that I've been researching in the scriptures lately is a concept called refuge. And that word has just been pinging around in my brain all weekend. And I knew I needed to talk about it this morning. Um, I'm going to tell you another story uh, that happened to my family. Shortly after we moved here to Utah, we were so excited because we were out west and we knew that there were just a ton of national parks out west, especially in Utah. We, we hadn't taken our children to many of these national parks, and so we were so excited to be able to do that. So all of our spring breaks, most of our summer vacations as a family, fall breaks, were all involved with us taking our children to see national parks. And so we visited, of course, the Big Five in Utah. And on one of these visits, we visited Zion National Park, which is in southern Utah. It's beautiful canyons with red rocks and rivers running through and green trees. And the contrast between the red and the green is just breathtaking. And you see these huge, wide open vistas on some of the hikes. It is just it's phenomenal. If you ever get the chance to come see Zion National Park, it is absolutely breathtaking. Anyway, on this particular hike, it was spring. And so spring weather, you know, you're going to get a thunderstorm pass through here and there. 
And uh, we, we, my family had just started a hike. And as we got going on this hike, I kid you not, the heavens opened and the wind was blowing, I don't know how fast, but it, it must have been at least 60 miles an hour. It was a torrential downpour with this huge blast of wind. And where, where do you go when you're out in the middle of nowhere on a hike? And we happened to be right close to a sheer cliff wall. Well, not the wall was right beside the trail. And because the rain was falling sideways, <laughs> we found that if we pressed ourselves as close as we could against the rock, that it protected us from this huge torrential downpour. And I also have to explain to you that our son, Nathan, who has low-functioning autism, absolutely hates getting wet. So we really try to avoid situations where he gets wet because he just has like a meltdown. He just hates getting wet. He usually, if he gets his shirt wet, it comes off. You know, if he gets his pants wet, they come off. So we have to be very careful about this. And so I remember one of us just standing over Nathan, trying to protect him, pushing him against the rock, uh, this huge rock face. And we, we lived out that storm with those immense gusts of wind with the rain pelting and we stayed pretty dry because we just pressed ourselves against the rock and it was our refuge during that storm. And the storm blew through. I've got some great photos of the storm blowing through Zion's. It's, it's beautiful actually. But um, I learned something on that hike that day. Where do we turn when all hell breaks loose? When the, the storms of life hit us unawares, they're blowing at us sideways from 60 miles an hour winds. Um, where do we turn? Where do we anchor ourselves? Where do we find refuge? And the answer is, we find it in the rock. We find it in God. Um, he who is the firm foundation on which we're supposed to build, build that rock. And if we press ourselves into God, like our family literally pressed ourselves into the side of that sheer rock, during that time, we will find refuge and safety from whatever storms are blowing around us. There's a beautiful scripture in the Old Testament where it talks about God being our refuge, and it's found in Psalm 62. And I'm going to read verses 5 through 8. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. 
Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Isn't that beautiful? I love just pulling words out of verses that seem so applicable to our times that he's our rock, he's our defense, he's our salvation, our strength, our refuge, to trust in him, pour out your heart before him. Aren't those beautiful and powerful phrases and words to think about in times of trial? So the question becomes, as these storms hit you, where will you turn? Will you blame God? Cry that you're getting wet as you're standing on a trail? (laughs) Or are you going to try to hunker down and find some refuge? Are you going to stand against the rock and let it protect you and help you? It doesn't mean you won't get a little wet. It's going to happen. But can you lean on him when times are hard? Can you lean on him when things are tough? Yes. He will always, always be there. I think that's one of the reasons that God is so often in the scriptures compared to a rock, because it is firm. It is strong. It is um, such a great image of stability in times of trial, in times of storms. And I just love that image. So my friends, I leave you with this amazing thought today. In your times of trial, and as you wonder, why has God let these hard things happen to me? Whether they be earthquakes, tornadoes, virus pandemics, pause and think. How can applying the two great commandments of loving God and clinging to him as a refuge and loving your neighbor help you during this time? Who can you bless if you're strong enough? If you're leaning on God, you're strong enough to often help others. Sometimes you're weak and and you don't feel you can, but there's an amazing blessing that comes to those who even out of their poverty give. Consider the woman who gave her two mites in the New Testament. God is always watching. Give some two mites to someone in some small way with a card or a phone call or a text or a tweet or a message and uplift. I have heard from some friends, I will tell you in the last couple weeks, that I haven't heard from or talked to in years, you guys. Is it sad that it takes a pandemic for us to reach out? Probably. But what a blessing it has been to reconnect with some of these people that I love so very dearly, that are some of my dearest friends, even clear back from when I was in college. So kind of to wrap all of this up, I believe that God gives us the opportunity to pass through hard things because he wants us to learn that we can rely on him and that when we rely on him, we can in turn help ourselves and bless the lives of others. 
it's it's a learning process. And we learn more about ourselves with every struggle we go through. We grow smarter, wiser, stronger, and we can in turn use those strengths to bless and help and lift others. Now, sometimes when we initially hit a hard spot, we crumble and we break and we fall and we get all bloody and it's just not a pretty sight. Like, like when those tornadoes happened in our neighborhood, it was a mess for a while, guys. It really was. It took months and probably even at least a year to get everything back to normal. But once it was, we were better and stronger for it. And so if you have something that completely lays you out, begin that process of rebuilding and lean and press against the rock as you do so. And he will help you build back stronger and wiser and better than you were before. And those qualities that you have now developed because of your adversity will help you bless the lives of others. Now, before we go, I've promised you that I would tell you a little bit more about myself and three places I could never work. I've, I've already talked about how I could never work at a home improvement store. I've told you how I could never work at a bookstore because I would spend all my money either on lumber if I was at a hardware store or on books if I was at a bookstore. And today I'm going to tell you about my other um, challenge that I have and the place I could never work. And that is at a fabric store. Now, let me tell you why. It is because fabric speaks to me. <laughs> and it says, buy me, Tamara. And I love fabric so much that I do. I, I love making quilts. I haven't had time a lot since I started podcasting, but Ironically, as I sit here in my podcasting room, one of my sound absorption um, things in this closet is my fabric. And I have it sorted by color, and it's mostly cottons and cotton poly blends because that's what's great for making quilts. But I love fabric. I love the colors. I love piecing together fabric into um, beautiful quilts. I was blessed a few years ago to inherit Justin's grandmother's old sewing stuff. One of his aunts had kept it and she was a quilter and grandma had started some quilts or had some leftover pieces of quilts that I, I got and I was able to turn a few of those things into quilts and it was really fun. Of course, it was really hard to find fabric that matched what they had back in the 80s, like that rosy peach peachy pink. They don't use that color very much anymore. So I, I had a little bit of a challenge with it, but it was fun. And, and I loved making these blankets, one, one small blanket for babies and one large blanket. And it was just really fun to take something that grandma had made and, and turn it into something that we could make as well. And I still have many quilts with what grandma has started on my docket that maybe someday I'll get to. 
when I'm not so busy podcasting. But that is the third place I could never work is I could never work at a fabric store because all of my money that I would earn would go towards fabric. I love fabric. It's beautiful and fun to play with. And uh, my my mind just goes crazy with creativity juices flowing when I pick up a square of fabric. Anyway, all I need is like one thing of fabric. And if I love it enough, it, like a whole blanket builds itself in my brain. And and then I just have to make it, right? So um, anyway, that is another fun tip about Tamara that you probably did not know. And I hope you guys have an awesome day and reach out to someone today. Connect with someone that perhaps you haven't had a chance to connect to in many months or even years. Have a great day, guys. Hope on. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget. What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.